Welcome to Beyond the Pen, the podcast that delves into the untold stories of emerging authors and the literary world. I'm your host, Maccabee Griffin, and each week I'll be shining a spotlight on talented yet undiscovered authors, giving them a platform to share their incredible stories and unique journeys that brought them to the world of writing. In each episode, we'll deep dive into the story behind the story, exploring the inspirations, challenges, and triumphs that have shaped our guests' literary careers, and have some fun along the way. From the initial spark of an idea to the journey of crafting and publishing their books, we'll uncover the secrets that make their stories truly special. But that's not all. Once a month, we'll be joined by an expert from the publishing world who will share invaluable insights and advice for aspiring writers, answering your burning questions, and demystifying the path to success in the literary industry. At Beyond the Pen, my mission is simple, to entertain, educate, and encourage the next generation of great storytellers. So whether you're a writer, an avid reader, or simply someone with a passion for storytelling, Join us as we venture beyond the pen and celebrate the power of the written word. Sorry about that. Uh, somehow technology kicked in and decided to cut my internet out. <laughs> so I apologize. But uh, like I said before, you know, we have with us a a man that has done so much for not only Baltimore, but just for people all over the U.S. And I, I wanted to definitely bring him on here, ladies and gentlemen, because of the fact that he has written a book called The Art of Leadership, Success Strategies for the 21st Century. Now, I'm going to be real honest with you, with everybody on this one. Um, this one struck a chord with me just because, you know, someone who has had a history of serving under some really great leaders and then some that were not so good leaders. Uh, we'll just be blunt with it that, you know, they were very uh, toxic leaders. Um, but I, what I really loved is how, how uh, the doctor here decided to, um, decided to break it down into categories for us. Uh, Dr. Leroy, can you hear us? Yes, sir. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because your head was down just a little bit. I was like, oh. No, I'm sorry. I was writing down something. I'm sorry. I was writing down something. <laughs> You're good. Hey, we're on par for this show right now. Okay. Last week, I forgot to <laughs> unmute. This week, we have oh, technical yeah. difficulties. You know what? I love this show. I love doing this live. It's great. And, and, anyways, and I always say this. 
I always say this that when when you go th- when you have these obstacles and things that get in your way, it means that the mm-hmm. information that's about to be given is so important that yes. they don't want they don't want folks to be able to receive it and get it. So you you persevere through it. So absolutely, you know, it, it's one of those <laughs> things that I've been shown so many things as of late that like, oh. You should do this. You have I have some people that support me so much. Uh, I have a friend of mine. Her name is uh, Tiffany Roman. She has her own uh, web show called uh, Small Biz Highlights, and she helped mm. me to to get the layout and everything for my overlays and stuff. So, you know, I, I have great people in my life that support mm. me. That it makes it so much better to know that even though those little things are coming up every once in a while with us that we can, you know, we can still do it. And though when we have these hiccups like technology, um, then, you know, it is, it's just a hiccup. That's it. And we just press forward with it, but I digress and get back to this. Um, But like I said earlier, I really loved how you broke down leadership into, you know, the three main categories. And and this is what he Mm -hmm. sent to me, ladies and gentlemen, was leaders are leaders because they were called to be leaders. Uh, leaders are that uh, leaders are that leaders because they were asked to lead or there are those who are leaders because they want uh, want the leadership position because of what it brings. And when I saw that, I was like, you know, that is absolutely true. You can't even you can try to, you know, wrap it up in a little nice little bow and throw it out as something different. But no, it's literally those things, those three things. There are leaders that are leaders because they were called to be leaders. There are leaders that are like what I've been able, what I've had in my past is I've been a leader, but it was not because I chose to, it's just because I was thrown into it. So I had to learn on the fly. And then of course there are those leaders that are just, they don't need to be leaders at all. because they really don't because all they want is just whatever that position held. And this leads into my really, my first uh, question to you is what do you think are the challenges of being a leader in the 21st century compared to centuries before? Yeah. Oh, that, and that's a great question. Um, I, I think the challenge, the challenges have been in this 21st century. Honestly, I, I, I think it's been technology. It's been a it's been a good thing, but it's mm-hmm. also been a, a a bad thing. It's taken us to places that we never even thought that we could go. Um, I always say that that Steve Jobs was one of the greatest minds of of this you know that we've ever seen because mm-hmm. he gave us he gave us the answer to a problem that we didn't even know that we had. And it was technology. Mm. It was taking us where we could do virtually everything right in our hands. But Mm. at the same time, what that did for us, you know, as leaders, um, you know, I think it it caused us to be um, on the negative side of it or the the con side of it. It caused us to be um, not as not as as um, intellectually, you know, motivated. Because we're we're just okay. It's it's the press of a button. It's the you know it's the use of this. It's the, as as opposed to having to critically think. Mm. I think that I think that's the major difference between leaders of of you know that came before us and now. They were more critical thinkers because yes. they had to figure it out 
<laughs> without having to, you know, how do I get this, how do I get this group of people or this message to these people to move towards one vision, one, one, one kind of uh, objective, um, one assignment um, with, without the use of, of, of outside means, you know, they yes. didn't have the distractions that, that today's leaders have. Today's leaders, I believe, have a number of distractions that come along with that position. Um, and one of the things that I've that I've noticed um, in this day and time, to be honest with you, and um, me and one of my closest friends, we talk about this all the time because we we um, started this um, job together. We were um, we we were I was a my major is hotel restaurant management. Mm -hmm. So I was in the hospitality industry when I first began, came out, graduated out of school. So he and I opened this property from the ground up um, out here and was in uh, Columbia, Maryland, um, an extended stay property, extended stay um, America property. Um, mm -hmm. So we're we're working together uh, at this property um, first initially as assistant GM and then he was the manager in training and then um he then then we kind of worked we worked together in that spot he went on to become assistant gm at another property but as we worked together we 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 worked together i mean it was just like a hand in glove we were just like i'm talking joe montana and jerry rice type that's how how we were we we he did he knew how to handle this you take care of this i'm going to take care of this we worked together like that we worked hard we to get I mean each of us individually, I know we worked easily um sixty-five to seventy-five hours a week. We put in wow. that work. Yeah, we, that's a know, lot. And that's eight, yeah, that's that's a lot. That's each of us. That's not just both of us together, that's each of yeah. us doing that. And so we were talking about the hospitality industry in this day and time, and mm -hmm. we were like that we because we've noticed that there's been a shift. But then there's also been this this um, gaping hole of a need for general managers. So mm -hmm. he and I was like, they they can't handle it. I said, this generation can't handle the work ethic that needs to that you need to have, especially that particular industry, because it's 24 right. hours. It's 24 yes. hours. You <laughs> he and I always laugh because we like we can we can handle any position you know, losing any employee from any position. Cause you, you know, you gotta get, you gotta work the front desk, you gotta clean rooms. Mm -hmm. It comes to that. He said, the one position that we would like, you wanna make sure that you have, always have, and you wanna make them happy is your night auditor. You wanna Absolutely. make sure. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm you wanna so make sure glad that you night. said that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that, is, that is the most important job yes. in any hotel or motel. Absolutely. Be because of everything that that goes on in the middle of the night that most people yep. won't even see that don't yep. even know happens yeah and there are so many there's so many things that can pop up you know there's yep. many times in the middle of the night when you know when i was traveling with my my family uh early on before covid and stuff uh, there was a lot of times where things would happen in the middle of the night and we would just mm -hmm. like, either you would need like extra, uh, especially when you have young kids that pee in the bed, mm -hmm. um, or you've had too much to drink and you pee in the bed, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you don't want to, you don't want to sleep in that. You don't want them to sleep yeah. in it. Well, having yep. someone there that can just 
automatically go, hey, no, no problem. We will go get you some new linen. We'll take the old stuff. And just that way you guys can have a nice rest. That shows yeah. a great team member of that hotel and or motel. And these people are just, they're the unsung heroes or the people that do yeah. the night work. And that's, yeah. That that leads me into some my next question in a in a way because you know we all know that there are good leaders that inspire mm-hmm. us to do things, and because that's the definition of a leader, a, a leader is someone who inspires you to do things you never thought you could do, mm-hmm. and then of course mm-hmm. you know for the bad leaders they're 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 not even leaders I I can't even call yeah. them leaders they're they are managers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know and. and a bad manager is someone who just tries to persuade you to do something you really, you really don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why when, when we look at the world today, and I'm not talking about just the, the Gen Z, the millennials, you know, our generation, the generation before, you know, it, it there's yes. The newer generations have it a little bit easier than we had when we were growing up, and and mm-hmm. every generation says that that's something that will always happen. And that's the way, and, honestly, that's the way it should be. It should exactly. be easier for that next generation exactly. than it was for the prior generation. Exactly, and that's why I, I want to ask you this: Is like, why do you think we have so many leaders today using you know the managerial style of leadership in the workforce and? Do you think this style of leadership can work today or is it just creating more toxic work environments? Well, I, one, I, I think it, I, I don't think it can be sustained to be honest. Mm. With you. It Thank can't you. be sustained. Yeah, It Thank can't you. be sustained. And, and here's, like you said, here's, here's the difference between a leader and a manager. As you, as you said, here's what I, here's what I, the, here's what I found to be the character characteristics of a leader. And it actually is the acronym leader. It's the L is for someone who listens and learns. Uh, the E, the first E is for empower. They empower others to be able to do what it is that they need to do to get their job done. They understand their assignments. They can, uh, they have the ability to articulate that and to give them the tools that they need in order to be able to do what it is that they need to do or even become leaders themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, the A is for assist. They're able to assist people to not only from a a, a personal perspective, but a professional uh, a, a personal I mean a professional perspective, but also personal mm-hmm. a personal perspective too. They have ability. They have the compassion ability to be able to assist them in the things that they need to do, or they have the ability to move them from one level to the next level, preparing them for that next position that they that they want to move to. Um, and, and the D is for develop. That's what they do as well. They develop other leaders. They have the ability to develop other leaders, develop mm. people's skill sets so that they gain something by being under them or working for them and, and, and working for them. Um, the second E is for execute. Every leader understands and knows how to execute. I don't have to execute it, but I have the ability to get others to be able to execute what it is that needs to be done. And I always talk about um, even though I can't stand them, 
the the New England Patriots, um, uh, Bill, Bill Belichick, the coach, can't stand him. I think he, I just don't like the Patriots. But I always say this: he is a great coach because yes. at the end of the day. I don't care what personnel you give him. They're going to mm -hmm. know their assignments. They're going to know where they're supposed to be. They're going to know what they're supposed to do. And they're going to know how to build the ability. Trust me, they're going to be better than what they thought. Like you said, they're going to be better than what they thought they could be or operate mm -hmm. better than what they thought they could. Why? Because he's given them, he's assisted them. He's developed them into being able to understand who they are, what they need to do, and be where it is that they need to be uh, at that particular time when it comes to being on the field. He's not going to put somebody on the field that does not know their assignment and know where they need where they need to be. Right. That, that's what you can always say about any of his teams, no matter how whether you don't like them or, or do love them, you can always say they're going to be prepared. And that's what, that's what a great leader does. And then the R is for results. Great leaders get results. <laughs> Bottom you know, line, they get it you, done. You know, I, I love that because it, I don't think a lot of people really, really look at that. Is that, mm -hmm. you know, when we see a leader, there are so many things that, you know, come to mind when we have great leaders because one of the things they are are very inspiring. They want they right. they develop you to the point where you can just become a leader yourself later on right and that's right. what makes a good leader one that cares enough for whoever they're over to like you said develop them inspire them and and just create something better in someone else beyond right. whatever they thought they could do and and, right. and that is definitely something i really really appreciate about great leaders i've had some like i said i've had some great yeah. leaders in my life and i have had some toxic leaders in my life <laughs> and and here's the other thing that i really like about toxic leaders is because they share something about themselves that you don't want to ever be yeah. so we can always Absolutely. learn from yeah. toxic leaders too because then we know oh this is the reason why i do what i do is because i don't want to be like that yeah. I never want yeah. to put my people through that. Yeah. And and here's yeah. the other thing that we have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, is that leadership is not just someone who um, who has a position in a business or in the church or in the military, you know, whatever the case may be. A leader is someone who can actually be, you know, someone in the family is a leader. The head of the happily head of the family is a leader. You know, a, a someone that is a teacher, that's a leader. You know, there there's so many different positions in life that make leaders. And we don't even think about that, but they are. You know, someone who's actually giving you wisdom and that you want to learn so much more from, that's a leader. Because they are doing exactly those things that uh, Dr. Leroy actually said, because they are inspiring you. They are developing you to be better than you were before. They are pushing you beyond your limits and, and creating something in you that makes you want to go out there and just be a really good leader, a better person. So, you know, saying that, you know, like being a great leader, you know, means that you have a different perspective than those you are leading to a successful outcome. Like you said earlier, you know, the, with the coach, you know, 
of the Patriots, the, when you can tell somebody something and they can they just go out and just execute, all you got to just point and they'll execute. They already know the plan. They know what they have to do. And that's something that gives uh, everybody else a, a glimpse into their perspective because they already know the goal. They already know what they want to do and where they want to take people. But now it's okay. Here you go. I'm just going to point. You already got your game plan. You already have the mission. Now just execute it. That's all you got to do. But that takes a great perspective outside of the box of thinking, you know? So you remember I, I, I had, um, I, I once had a, a captain who I wish I could remember his name. I wish I could, because he was a good leader. He was a good uh, officer. Um, but, you know, he, he told me a long time ago that you have to be able to see the big picture before yep. you can break it down into the steps for your soldiers. Yep. So when you can do that, then you've created something easier for everybody else to to follow now obviously uh obviously with your uh, what you just said you know like yeah i agree with that but what type of um why would you agree with that what 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 is it of that statement makes yes that is absolutely true well i, I think what no what it is i think what what he was saying was leaders are one they're visionaries because they have to see the end before they before they get you to begin if that makes mm -hmm. sense to anybody and and i break it down to like this is they 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 see the vision they they create the vision they have a plan for the vision and then they implement how to how to bring the vision to reality that's mm -hmm. what a leader does they have the full they already have the full plan it's like a it's almost like a, an architect that comes in for you. You want to build mm -hmm. a house. They give you the plan before the house is even up. So yes. that's what your leader does. They give you the plan before you even have to go and execute it. And mm -hmm. what the leader does is put you into position to be able to execute the plan. They say, okay, this is when you, you, you talked about your, your military background and, and your captain. That's mm -hmm. what they did. They had a vision for what you they needed you all to do, mm -hmm. but what they had to and they had they had to see that first. But then they had to they had to write that plan out. They had to know what you were going to do. They had to know what your other uh, your other comrades were going to do before you all even had a thought about what you all were going to mm -hmm. do. Oh yeah. And then they, what they had to do in the planning, they knew that they had to equip you all to be able to do what it is that they needed you all to do. That's where mm -hmm. the training came in. If they needed you all to go, they say, okay, the best way for us to be able to take this particular position is we've got to be able to do A, B, C, D. Well, mm -hmm. they have to prepare you all to do A, B, C, D. How do you all do A, B, C, D? This is what, these are the things that we know that they need to be able to do. So we have to incorporate that into the training that we give to them so that they know when we say go take A, B, C, D, you all know exactly what to do. You are, it's not even a thought. Y'all know exactly what it is that you need to do. There's no hesitation. You know mm -hmm. the assignment. It's go and, go and get it done. Boom, yeah. hear those things. That's why I can say I agree with, with, with that. And, and, and it, it is true. It is so, so true how it is, is that, you know, 
as, as someone who held a position uh, of leadership, like I said, um, I was put into the position of being a um, uh, a supply chain. Uh, it would be considered supply chain management supervisor. Okay. Uh, in, in military terms, it's a supply uh, supply unit clerk or supply sergeant. Um, but when I was put in the position of supply sergeant, it was only just because of how much experience I had um, and all the things that I had done, uh, you know, overseas as well as in, you know, in, in the um, logistical manager's uh, position in uh, at a battalion level instead of a, a company level. Um, but it was also those things that just really... I, I wish I could say it, put how much uh, into, into words, all the, the people that um, just made me better because of all the things that they did to put me in that position and make me something, someone who, even though I, I left on bad terms, um, you know, I, I took medication that was ex expired. And I, when I went to take a drug test, it, I, mm. I came up hot. So they had to basically just use me as a, even though everybody knew me, knew that I wasn't that type of person, I right. still had to go through the yeah. same thing anybody else did. And I was made right. an example, unfortunately. So because mm -hmm. of my medical retirement, instead of going out as a, a sergeant, I went out the same way I came in as a private first okay. class. And okay. it sucks that way, but I'm glad it happened because mm -hmm. there are things that happened that got me to where I'm at now. And mm -hmm. it took great leaders in my life and people who supported me in my life to keep me going, keep me doing what I'm doing. And I'm so grateful for those. That's why I love saying that the good times and the bad times are still times that are part of our life. That's yeah. why I say toxic leaders and good leaders are still people you want to listen to in the sense of you're going to take the good things from the good leaders and you're going to take the bad things and remind you how to not do that to be a better leader. And, you know, here I, I have to say this because, um, like I said before, when I when I first introduced you so, to you to everybody, um, if if everybody for, didn't see that part, I apologize again. Technical issues happened, so we're moving on. But this gentleman, I mean, Doctor Leroy C. McKenzie Jr. I mean, this guy is not only a entrepreneur; he is a president and CEO of JNF Enterprises, which is a distribution, publishing, and business consulting firm located in the Baltimore, Maryland area. You know, and, and this gentleman, I mean, he is done so much in the time that he started his business. And when I was going through the internet and looking at all the different biographies that you have out there, and one of the things that you you talked about was um how you use your you allow your faith to keep you not only still humble but pushes you to be someone that makes a change in the world and it is those things that like integrity faith uh drive 
that you are pushing into other people to get them to be it. And I don't, I don't say, you know, push faith in, in, I think it is when I say faith, it's not the benefit, the, the belief uh, on push on anybody else, but what comes with our belief as, as Christians is that you have to take a leap of faith to become something different. Because if you don't, you're just going to be stagnant and you're going to be staying in the same position you've always been. But I wanted to bring up, you know, uh, this gentleman, I mean, when I say entrepreneur, I mean it for a reason, is because of the fact that he's written over 10 books uh, within the time. When did you first start? Like 2004? 2004. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and three of your your books uh, I'm going off script a little bit here, so bear mm. with me. Is uh, no, one of them is building the 21st century company book series, and the company, uh, the customer is not always right, young and gifted, the new generation of entrepreneurship, and the art of leadership. Now, the reason why I bring all four of these in is because you have it as this is something that you use to build up your entrepreneurs. You're all the people that you just mentor in general. And I would love you to actually just uh, explain to me like the the seven strategies of fundamental branding program that you have. And if you could share that with everybody right now, please. I, I really I'm interested. I, I want to know. Sure. I mean, absolutely. And and that came that that idea, the seven um, fundamental strategies of branding came from me wanting to understand, well, understand, coming to understand, um, one, what branding was, but to have a, a process and a procedure in place that not only I use, but then also my clients can use to be able to, um, to, to, to build a brand, to grow their brand, as well as themselves and the businesses that they have. So I was like, well, let me see what it is that seems to be um, consistent throughout um, what I do and how I go about doing the growth. So I, I sat down and I started thinking about it. I said, um, the, the strategy, uh, the first strategy is um, partnerships, collaborations, and, and sponsorships. That's, you know, who do I partner with? Who can mm -hmm. I collaborate with? Who even what do I, what events do I maybe want to even sponsor as a company? Because that's a part of getting your brand out there as well. If my yes, name is on those on those big banners, people start to see who it is, uh, who I am. And mm -hmm. as a consequence of that, of course, you get to step on stage, you get to talk about your business or you get to talk about your business in interviews like this and everything like that or events that are coming up. People want to talk to you about being a sponsor on, you know, at a particular event. So that's one. Um, the second one is technology. You know, how do you use technology uh, and the platforms that that technology presents to you to be able to get your, you know, to get your name, to get your brand out there, i.e. Um, podcast, um, plat you know, social media platforms, YouTube, um, all of those things that we can use, that technology piece that we talk about so much, mm -hmm. using it to our advantage because it's a great tool. Technology is. is a great tool. It can it can drive you crazy when it doesn't work, but, you know. Yes, but, as we've seen, <laughs> as we have seen today. I know. Exactly. Again, like I said, I, I'm on par for between the first one and this one. I'm on par, so I'm gonna take it. You know, 
<laughs> so tech, technology, using technology um, to, to grow your brand and get the exposure, it has been, technology has become the great equalizer when yeah. it comes to small businesses versus big businesses. Because yes. we could, as you know, right now, you can, you can, I can be sitting in my living room just as I am now, and I can be doing business with someone over in Africa. Yep. Boom. Just like that. And that's just something like that, that others so, didn't have before. Correct. We didn't have, we've had, right. you know, where you can do teleconferences and stuff like that. Yeah, but nothing but to before, this level. But nothing like this until yeah. something bad happened. Yep. And it just yeah. threw us into a whole different loop. But please, yeah, continue, yeah. sorry. Yeah, you. I mean, you have you have you know you have that. So, uh, technology is 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 the uh, second piece. The third piece is is what I call it's it's a third and fourth. They kind of go together. It's your um your events calendar and your calendar of events. Let me explain the difference. Your events mm -hmm. calendar are things that you as a business put on. That means certain things that you're doing um, with your business to promote you, your business. You might have an event that you do. That you, you know, whether it's, um, you know, we got Christmas coming up. So you have different sales that are coming on. You want to promote your business and everything like that. So it's those events that you put on as a business, as a brand, so that people can know who you are. Then your calendar of events is whose calendar are you on? I was on your calendar for today to mm -hmm. be able to talk about my book. So what are what are those events? What are those different aspects of of business or um, events that are going on that you can go to to network? You and I belong to Clubhouse, the same yep. one of the same Clubhouse um, rooms. That's where we go to network. When we go to yep. network, we get we give our expertise as well as get expert expert uh, information and knowledge that we use. Mm -hmm. So those things like that are your calendar of events. Those are things that you place on your calendar so that you're you're in certain rooms or you're at certain events so that you can uh, network so that you can get the exposure that you need in order to be able to um, get people to know who you are and what you do. Um, yes. The next one is is promotions. Um, you know, how do you promote your your brand? What is it? Do you put packages? How do you put packages together? Do you have um, uh, workshops or do you have um, uh, master classes? I'm I partnered, and this is how show you how this strategy thing works. I have a a master class that I'm doing next year at the end of uh, in in March, March going into April. I partnered with two other business associates of mine to do this nice. masterclass. So nice. what do we do? We partnered together or collaborated. We're using technology to promote it because we're going to be doing all kinds of, 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 um, you know, of different spots where we're doing lives. We have the flyers that we put out, all of those things. I'm on here talking about it right now. So we have those different aspects of technology that we use to promote it. It's one of my events calendar. It's one of my events that I'm putting on because JNF is me. So that's what I do. And then it's also on a calendar of events because it's on their events too. Because as they talk about the event, they're not only talking about themselves, they're gonna be talking, they're gonna I, I get included in that talking because I'm one of the speakers. I'm one of the ones doing the master class. So that show and that's that goes down to the promotions. All of that ties into what I'm talking about. And then, of course, there's there's your products and services. What products and services do you do you offer? 
have this, the physical book. You can the see product. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the product that you have. Or do I want to, what can I, how to add to, you know, you go to McDonald's, McDonald's has had the same menu for a number of years, Big Mac, <laughs> cheeseburger, hamburger. But the if you've noticed yep. over the past several years, as people have gotten to want to eat healthier, they've added salads. They'll have mm -hmm. a promotion for, um, you know, for the McRib when they want to bring that, <laughs> when mm -hmm. they want to bring that out from time to uh. time. So. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but they want to add Here's they add that they add that to their to their menu. But it's about understanding yeah. what you know, what can you add to your products and services, or do you need to add anything to your products and services? Yeah. And your clients will tell you that. If there's something that they particularly need that you don't offer, you're like, well, man, maybe that's something that I do need to kind yeah. of add to what I'm doing. And it, it can assist you in, in being able to add another stream to your bottom line. So you know, those are the things. And then the last one is um, it's just the culture, the brand new culture. It's those three fundamental things yep. that you want people to think about when it comes to your brand. And, and mine is enlighten, empower and impact. Everybody knows that hit, when they hear the name JNF Enterprises LLC, they know that they're going to get something that enlightens them, empowers them, impacts them. It's going to teach you something. It's going to equip you with something, and then it's going to impact you to want to do something. So those are the seven. Those are the seven strategies. You know, I'm I'm so glad that I said that because so I asked you that because <laughs> that is that's a ladies and gentlemen. I want to show you what a leader is that right there, right in front of you. I, I, I'm giving him on a silver platter for you. That <laughs> is a leader because he's taking all of his life experience and everything that he's seen and he is packaging it up into wisdom for you. And I'm glad you also brought up McDonald's because yes, they've had, the same things on there over and over again. It, it really doesn't change too much. No, but it's how they no. package it. Yep, it's the packaging that has changed through the generations. Right. The Big Mac has been around since like the years, late eighties, <laughs> early nineties. Yeah, it's still around. <laughs> Nothing's changed ingredients wise. Yeah, we just know what's in a little bit more. I know, right? <laughs> Sometimes I really don't want to know. But yeah, it's it's still the same package, still the same thing. It's just packaged different mm -hmm. through the years. And that is something else that we can always look at when we're trying to uh, express and inspire others to do things that they didn't think they, they think that they could do. And that's part of inspiring people around you because you can take the same thing and just package it a different way yep. to others mm -hmm. around you. And that is a great leader because they can, they can realize while looking at the culture, they can see, okay, this package is probably not going to look, it's not going to work well for them, but everything in, in it can, I just need to repackage it in a different light so Correct. that they can grab and, you know, I, I'm glad we started, we went into this because it comes into my, one of my last, uh, excuse me, one of my last questions for you is like, 
in the story that you have that we've presented out to everybody every story has a meaning behind it and every mm. author prays <laughs> that their readers will clearly understand the meaning that they're putting out so what knowledge or feelings do you want them to walk away with after reading your book and what knowledge and feelings of do you want people to know about you and feel about you as the author? Well, one, the, the, at the first part of the question, what I want them to, the reader to come away with is the understanding of what, of the definition of leadership. And I start the book mm. off with giving the definition of leadership because so many of us don't understand the, the definite, what understand what leadership is. And I think that's that's what we've run into in this 21st century and what prompted mm. me to want to write the book to understand. Do we really understand leadership? And it and it, it it came from, like you said, those three pillars that you talked about of how of where we see le how we saw leaders. That's what mm. I saw. I saw yeah. I saw those leaders that we that were equipped and called to lead those who were, you know, like, yeah, I'm here, you know, but, you know, I just kind of OK, I'm going to go along with it. But then those mm. that I saw, like you said, those toxic leaders, they have no business of mm. having any kind of title in mm. front or behind <laughs> behind their name because mm -hmm. they weren't equipping um, individuals to be who it is that they will be. Whether it's like we said, the family, in government, education, business, or the church, any mm -hmm. any of those any of those those different level those different. Uh, different types of things that we talked about, but being a leader, because to me, that, those, those titles that I just gave you, that's the, that's the community. The community mm -hmm. is comprised of family, education, government, business, and the church. So in order for us to be leaders and to have our communities be successful, mm -hmm. we have to have leaders in each of those, the right type of leaders in those positions, in the family, our family's got to be right, educational system, we have to have those teachers that are right, we've got to have government officials that are right, we've got to have business owners and entrepreneurs that are right, and then uh, church leaders that are right. So if you, if you read this, if you pick up this book, you, you, I'm trust me, you can, you can relate to one of those positions, whether it's the family, oh, yeah. government, education, business, or the church. And you yeah, can say, absolutely. wow, this is somebody, this is who I am, or this is who I plan on being. In some kind of capacity, you're going to be a, a leader in one of those different ways. So I want you to come away with an understanding of what it is to be a leader in one of those or all of those positions that you might happen to be in. That's what I want the reader to come away with. Um, what they think about me is like, hey, he, he might know a little something. He might know a little <laughs> bit about what, what he's talking about, you know, because I, I hope that the, I, I typify the, the empower part, which mm -hmm. is when you empower someone, you equip them to do something. So hopefully I'm able, they will see that they've been equipped and that I have equipped them to be uh, a leader in whatever capacity that they're going to be a leader in. So I'll, I'll say, I'll say that. <laughs> Man, you, you couldn't put it any better. I, I love that answer because here's the thing. It's always going to be different. I'm never going to change that last question because it's going to be different for everybody. Every yeah, author, absolutely. every person is different. So yeah. now that leads us into the lightning round. 
I love okay. this because I, I got this <laughs> off of another show a long time ago. It was like lightning rounds. We're going to throw some questions at you. And, you know, these questions, ladies and gentlemen, I'm each week I will be asking our guest authors five questions that will not only give our audience a glimpse of the author behind the book (laughs) and and inspire the next generation of writers who are either watching us live now on Facebook and, and YouTube and or YouTube, excuse me, can't do either one or listen to us later on the beyond the pen podcast when I actually get it up and running because I, I believe truly, uh, I truly, truly believe that when we get to know not only the uh, the book and the story behind the book, but also the author, there's there's yeah. such a connection there between reader and writer that is so important to build and to keep uh, improving on. So question one, what person event or book inspired your literary journey and it's been a long one for you obviously with the 10 books entrepreneur um that could also help inspire others to do the same wow um well the first one i'm gonna say um is the bible to be honest with you that there that you go is best selling you know, book is. of all time <laughs> and and here's the here's the thing my favorite book in the bible is is proverbs and and psalms mm. the book of psalms mm-hmm. it it has such a for those of us it has such a roller coaster just <laughs> it takes you on a ride man mm-hmm. to 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 all of the, and then of course proverbs has the wisdom uh that's mm-hmm. in it and, and there's so much that i take from it um so that's the first book but but the second book and i didn't come across this book until maybe like several years ago and i wish i had, wish i'd found this book when I first started writing, but it's Dr. King's book, Where Do We Go From Here? Chaos or or Community. This book totally just blew my mind Mm -hmm. when I read it. Here's here's how you can tell someone's a great writer. And this is why I thought Dr. King was such a great writer. As I'm reading this book, I could hear him saying the things that I'm reading in in this book. It's his mm-hmm. voice literally saying it. It's just like a, a um you ever go to a concert and you have this image of somebody singing and then mm-hmm. when you go to the concert they sound just like the CD. It's mm-hmm. nothing like it. I mean it's just phenomenal. And that's yeah. what this book did for me because he gave us the blueprint for how we how we as a community can build how we connect, how we grow and, and how we can be successful as leaders. Yes. It's, it's all right there in his book. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. I mean, I could name a number of, uh, of other books, Reginald <laughs> F. Lewis book. Why should the white men have all the fun? Just, I mean, the first, first billionaire, wow. um, first man, a uh, black, black uh, billionaire or put together a billion dollar deal. Just, f- I mean, that book, ch- I mean, say changed my life. It just showed me what, mm-hmm. what I could be because it was the first yes. man that I saw that looked like me. That was a, that was a billionaire or put a billion yes. dollar deal together. It's just, those are just a couple of the, the books that I just, that inspired me 
to want to do what I do, liter you know, in the literary form that they did mm -hmm. in the literary form too. Yeah, you know that those are those are awesome. I, I love those. Um, yeah. All right, question two: What are some common traps for aspiring writers that either had in your personal journey that uh, you either had in your personal journey, excuse me, or you've seen others have? Mm. One, don't fall into the trap of I know it all. <laughs> <laughs> don't fall yes. into the trap that don't fall into the trap that I can do it all. <laughs> because mm -hmm. you can't. And then uh, the, the third thing is, is um, don't procrastinate. That's, that's mm. the one that, that hits me. <laughs> and cause I, and I've, I've been guilty of doing that. Don't procrastinate. Mm -hmm. So those are three quick things that I would say. Don't fall into that trap of, of think that you know it all. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that you have to do it all. You know, have mm -hmm. a great team around you. Have great people around you. I call it your circle of impact. Those yes. people that are around you that you can pour into and then that also pour into you and then don't fall into that trap of, of procrastination. You know, and, and this is why I, I love that. I love those because here's question three and this leads into question two. That's why I have it like this. Okay. It's so great. What is your writing kryptonite? <laughs> you just, I just said it. Procrastination. There it you really go. Is. That, that's my, my kryptonite. I, I got to admit it. It's just like sometimes I'm just like, okay, I'm going to do it. I got to get to it. I got to get to it. I got to get to it. Yep. And then, and then it's like, yep. oh man, I got to, I got to do this. Yep. <laughs> you know, so that, <laughs> so I, I will admit, I'm, I'm, that's why I could give the third one. That's why I could give the don't fall See, into the trap of procrastination. You know, that's going to be, I, I'm probably going to say this. I'm going to say this right now. And I'm going to hold myself to it later on as I get more guests. But I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be the number one answer of all authors is procrastination. All right. Question number four. If you could tell your younger self anything, what would it be? Wow. Um, one, it would be never stop believing um, and keep writing keep writing the your your influence and your impact is coming you know that's awesome. that simple it yeah is. and last but not least number question number five what quote inspires you to continue writing or even just inspires you to be the best you can be um well the one the one that inspires me the most is the one that i mentioned um uh, uh reginald f lewis's book and I say it inspires me the most to keep writing one because of of who he who he was and what he accomplished in the small time because he he died I think when he was fifty if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken I think he was very young he was young when he passed away but he had accomplished so much in the years that that he you know and he was just such a a gifted man. You know, he was a gifted man and, and accomplished so much and did so much for others and paved, paved the way for folks like me to be able to write and to be able to do what it is that, that I do. And, and who am I not to pour into others as he poured in just in his book has put, you know, poured into me. So, so, you know, so is there a certain that. quote? Is there a certain quote that he has that's pushed you? Um, 
<laughs> honestly, the title of his book, Why Should White Men Have All the Fun? <laughs> there you go. That, that says, <laughs> hey. okay, there you go. It works. Yep. It hey. works. I'm not going to say no to that one. <laughs> I want to have fun, too. Exactly. You know? You know, why do it? <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Dr. Leroy McKenzie Jr., and being my guest today and sharing with us the story behind your book, The Art of Leadership, Success Strategies for the 21st Century Leader. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the link for his Amazon uh, account on there that you can go over there and buy this book. I mean, it's not expensive. It's, it, it's there's so, for all the knowledge that he's got in there, it's worth the price. I mean, it's going to come back to you tenfold, a hundredfold later on in your life as soon as you get this book, put it into your life, and just run with it. So, Mr. Leroy, the floor is yours. Please tell everyone where they can find you online and anything you would like to close the show with. Um, well, first, uh, thank you for having me on uh, on your show. I appreciate you um, having me on and having this discussion that you and I both have talked about that we said that is one that needs to be had when it comes to leadership. Um, folks can can check us out at uh, the website www.jnfenterprises.com. If you want to contact me, you can email me at jnf enterprises llc at gmail.com um, i'm on social media on facebook jnf enterprises and my name dr leroy mckenzie jr uh, as well as instagram what's up baltimore magazine uh, is there on linkedin under dr leroy mckenzie jr and then also twitter at um at jnf enterprises uh one and then and my YouTube as well, YouTube JNF Enterprises. So pretty much JNF Enterprises is, is everything. <laughs> and the website, <laughs> you, know, you can connect with me uh, through any of those means. Um, if you have any questions or if you, like I said, you want to get the, the books, uh, you can certainly uh, do that through any of those means or connect uh, connect with me directly and we'll be able to get the signed, um, signed copies uh, to you directly as well. Thank you so much, Mr. <laughs> I shouldn't say Dr. Dr. <laughs> Leroy McKenzie Jr. I appreciate you so much. I look forward to having you on in the later future because I know that we have to hit some of your other books just to just to give us all that wisdom. And I, I like I said, I truly appreciate you being here. Thank you again. No, absolutely. Thank you, man. Anytime, man. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, this is this is awesome to your kickoff to your show. Congratulations on that as well. I, I'm Thank excited, uh, excited for you. I mean, it's it's gonna be you. You're gonna get flooded with with authors <laughs> and and just and and take this. You're gonna have so many different conversations, man. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, it is going to be wonderful to hear the stories behind the stories. So, man. so enjoy it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I, I am. Believe me, I'm enjoying this as much as I can right now. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you, if I can do this, I am telling you right now, you have to go out and get this book. Like I said, the link for the book is in the descriptions. Please, please join us again. Um, 
I want everyone, everyone to that is watching now or those who will be watching or listening later to join us next week as we talk to another inspiring author to share not only their book and themselves, but the inspiring stories behind it. Until next time, remember to keep writing, keep inspiring, and keep sharing as you go beyond the pen. Thank you. Good night. Merry Christmas. Oh, I almost forgot. Please, please watch this again. I am going to be, because of the holiday season, I'm going to be running the first episode on Christmas Day. And on New Year's Day, I will be running this one again. So everyone's going to have a chance to rewatch and enjoy. Thank you all. God bless you all. And I'll see you next week. Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's video on demand and live stream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.